Perfect. All right. Okay. We are organized now. Look at that. We're official. <laughs> Professionals. <laughs> Quincy's Tavern Podcast, episode nine. One. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Quincy's Tavern Podcast. Happy Friday. I hope you had a wonderful week, wonderful first week of your 2023. Uh, I hope your resolution hasn't died by now. But welcome in. I hope you're doing fantastic. Uh, my name is Quincy. Welcome to Quincy's Tavern. And I am here with my wonderful best friend, Mackenzie, and would like to welcome you in. Today, we are going to be answering some of your guys' questions that you submitted us on Instagram, through Instagram stories, and uh, having a little bit of a cozy conversation um, about childhood and um, who we've become since then. We're going to get a little reminiscent. We would like to kind of talk about, you know, uh, what would we talk to, like, how would we, dear future me, or yeah. like dear past me, uh, dear younger me, like what would, we, what would be advice we would give to our past selves and right. kind of going down that vein. But yes, we wanted to go through with questions that you guys had. Um, on our Instagram uh, poll. We put out a poll on Instagram, on the Instagram stories at Quincy's Tavern, uh, and you guys gave us a lot of wonderful questions, and so we're going to kind of cherry pick through those. We won't be able to have time to do all of them, unfortunately, but, you know, thank you so much for participating, and uh, and yeah, what do we got? Ooh, all right. This is a lot of pressure to pick the first one. Um, you know, something that I see a lot of the time is people asking about a legitimate tavern. Um, oh. <laughs> so this one is from, oh, hey, hey, you'll be so proud of me. I brought my glasses. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nine episodes in and she finally we, remembered we, her glasses. We got there. We finally got there. I can see clearly now. <laughs> um, Arnie Stimpleton. I almost said Simpleton. So great job for glasses. <laughs> um, when are you guys opening up a real restaurant slash tavern? I'll be one of your regulars. Uh, one day. I mean, uh, one yeah, one thing true, people are like, is there actually a real tavern? Right. There is an actual Quincy's Tavern kind of like steakhouse. It's like not <laughs> affiliated or associated <laughs> yeah. with me at all. I didn't even realize that like there was a Quincy's Tavern when I kind of chose that name. Uh, but I think in the, there's a couple of like steakhouses in the Midwest that, you know, exist. So if you want a Quincy's Tavern, that's not me. <laughs> Um, completely unassociated. There, you got. You can go up there. Let me know how it is. But I, I mean, one day I would love to have a Quincy's Tavern. Tavern. Well, technically, if you come out to uh, Convergence in May, you'll it, get a little taste of that. It'll be really kind of cool in a, in a very LARP fantasy kind of way, in a very make believe kind of way. It would be really nice. But yeah, in um, in in May, in May, it's gonna be really really awesome. So not yet. But maybe one day, maybe one day. Here's a follow-up question actually from the same person. They said, what made you come up with the idea of having a fantasy tavern? And I needed personally at the time, I needed an escape. I'm a, I, I like a storyteller and an actor. Uh, I have an actor uh, theater degree. And so like the job that I was working at, I just wanted a, a, a place to be myself a little bit. So I kind of created this tavern feel because I love fantasy. And it's just, um, you gotta, it kind of just compiles all of my favorite things together in one. It gets food, fantasy, magic, and just kind of a place you can kind of be a, a couch potato a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a great segue also. So um teacup and torn pages Ooh, you're a book scrammer i know you are with a name like that <laughs> how did you make your amazing setup since we're talking about the tavern uh the setup was built um well the bar itself was built by your dad yes so i came down here in um in september and i knew i needed a new tavern like i knew i needed a place that was just better than what i had before um and so your dad being just like not only great with tools, but also worked as a professional, um, what's the word? He was a senior Foreman. superintendent. Like, yeah, he just like was in charge of construction sites. Oh, and yeah. Like built multi-million dollars. Started from the bottom buildings as a and drywaller and, like and yeah. got up the ladder. Insane handyman, but also just like great with tools. And handyman is just very, put it honestly, very, very lightly at, at its minusculest. Um, but I came down here and I was like, yeah, I need to build a tavern and everything. I'll just find something. And we were looking at, you know, Facebook Marketplace yeah. for like uh, bars and things like that and kind of ones that filled in, fit in an aesthetic. And your your dad was like, well, let's just build one. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, you can do that? <laughs> and I have theater like knowledge and I can like, I'm okay with tools, but I don't own any tools. And, and like, you were thinking very simple. Too. I'm thinking just very like, just like a table. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, we're going to do like full on big old pieces of wood and creating a whole yeah, entire top there's piece like a whole kind of frame to this thing you can't really quite see it but it's a uh for the most part it's like eight feet wide 
I could lay across and I think I would still have so, a little bit of room you, as a 510 person. It's a good like <laughs> it's a good width. Yeah. And then depth wise it's like two and a half maybe uh maybe 30 inches deep kind of thing. Yeah. Um and it's it's perfect bar size, uh, bar height, and everything. I, I'm, I'm a shorter person, so I can't have it too high. I gotta, I gotta look like I'm decent, <laughs> decent height behind this thing. Um, and this was built probably in like we went to, uh, I think it was like Home Depot. Home Depot. Home, home Depot. Went to the Home Depot. Depot. Uh, <laughs> got all the hardware and all the wood and whatnot, and then it took him probably like two days to build it. Um, and I told him to tell me when he's going to start working on it and lo and I'm like, okay, when are we going to start working on it? And this isn't during, you know, September, Arizona heat, it's hot outside. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I'm like, okay, well, let me know when you get started. He doesn't text me and I eventually come over to your house and he's like halfway done with the thing. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) Let me help you. He's like, well, like I just got started. He's a stubborn old man. It's where I get my stubbornness from. Very independent to the point it's going to break you. Uh Uh-huh, absolutely. So I was like, let me at least like sand it and like, like stain it let me do the things that you like are the tedious things that don't you don't need to do right he put it all together and i asked him specifically to you know create it in a way that it could be taken apart and put back together because obviously this was built at your house and you right. get to my apartment and everything and he did wonderful piece it is a hefty hefty setup and if we wouldn't didn't have this we probably wouldn't have had a podcast either because yeah. this is just it's a great place to have our stuff but also it just looks really good with everything back here so the wallpaper that's wallpaper, you know. Peel and stick. The illusion is gone now for some of you. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, just put up shelves and everything like that. And a lot of stuff is accumulated from like Etsy or Amazon, a lot of Amazon stuff. Uh, but I just thought it would be kind of cool to f- make it look like a knickknack store, like a pawn shop kind of thing just to, that has full of just like random memorabilia from different fandoms and whatnot. So that's kind of like what I put it together as. It didn't happen overnight. This is like an, the accumulation of like three years of stuff after going through several purges of things that I did not need. So there is a lot of stuff. But I just like the overall ambiance of just like Edison bulbs, kind of that steampunk uh, industrial type of look mixed with a little bit of magic it's also very maximalist and as the kind of person i am i love that you know my house i'm trying to make it look like a slytherin common room uh-huh. so there's just like there's stuff everywhere yeah your stuff is like, like that slytherin common room is very true because you got like the nice dark walls and you have like the gold filigree wall and- harry potter wallpaper um from mina lima i think it's like this uh black family tapestry mm-hmm. or family tree and uh you know in my kitchen all my shelves that i have with all those decorations um they came from Michael's during Halloween from their mm-hmm. Halloween session. Yep, you get, you get it where you can get it, when, especially when it's a good deal. Yeah. And Halloween time is a good time to get your aesthetic. Oh, but it's like you got to have an idea of what you want to go for. Like for me, when I get my own place and get my own house, I want to kind of go with this industrial kind of like uh, cottage core meets technology. Yeah, steampunky. Yeah. So that's kind of like just an aesthetic that I, I really, really like. But yeah, it, a, a slow accumulation. How did I build the set? With help. Lots of help. Some stuff is from you guys. Some stuff is like things that you guys sent to my P.O. box when I had one in Florida um, and I've kept with me. And others are just gifts that you guys have given me. And it's just, it's a little bit of all of us together. And I think that's kind of nice. We need to get you an Arizona P.O. box. We'll see. <laughs> Do you want to read a couple of the questions? Sure. Um, one we got here. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> from Mary Rajas. Rajas, not a question, but you read my Christmas tradition email and you said my name perfectly. <laughs> well, hopefully you said it right this time too. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, this one is from Dad's Gay Records. Opinion on LGBTQ. Uh, this one is a very interesting one, and I used to get this question a lot, um, especially early on in content creation. And I, and I find it interesting when uh, someone opens up with a question like this that's just straight up like, what do you think about this subject? Mm. What do you think about this subject? Obviously, I don't care what you are. I don't right. care who you are is in terms of like your um, orientation uh, sexually or like your worldview or, you know, your religious background or whatnot or your political aspirations. That, that doesn't matter to me. Um, because I, I I personally just don't care. Like I'm not trying to get into your pants, and I'm not. I don't really care who whose pants you get into. You know, consensually. Uh, um, but really, realistically, that yeah, it, it's fair. Like I don't really care who, what you're doing as long as you know it doesn't intercede with what I'm doing too. But when it kind of suffice, like goes down into it, it's like I don't care what you 
are or who you are as long as you're kind. It's like you just got to be mm. a kind person. And I think what's interesting with this, a question like this here is it's often I find questions like this are from younger people um, who are, you know, maybe discovering themselves and trying to see who they are and their identity. And I don't often look at this as like trying to be divisive or just be like, what are, what do you think about this con right. uh, context? And I think what this comes from, it's not like, what is your opinion on, you know, this section of society in general? It's like, will you accept me? Mm. Like, do you, do you care about that I'm this way? Right. And honestly, it doesn't matter to me. You just be a kind person. Like I, you can, um, I, you know, slightly sensitive maybe but like you know police officers i have friends who are police officers right. i have good friends who are police officers i know people who are horrible police officers mm -hmm. um and you know ostracize or blanket statement all like a, a section of society by the few or you know the the ones that um make it, everyone else look bad is just unfair for those who who are trying to do their best right like that was a very long-winded answer to that question. Yes, you are accepted here. Yes, you are welcome here. Yes, I don't mind however you come to me and and you say hi or whatever. That doesn't matter to me. Visually, it doesn't matter. Or like whatever you perceive to be your orientation, it doesn't matter to me. Um, you're you. And that's wonderful. And I, uh, what, what does Mr. Rogers say? It's like just being you. Mm -hmm. It's like I love you for you and all of you. It's like, and that's just the way it needs to be. Um, and just being kind. Just, just be kind. So. Well said. Hopefully that was, that was, I feel like I'm going to talk in circles, but let's kind of, let's go ahead and keep going. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh, yeah. Mackenzie, will you ever play a game on Twitch with Quincy? <laughs> we were just talking about that, yeah. actually. We were just talking about trying to see how we could do that. Maybe one day we could do like a live stream uh, of the podcast recording, you know, answering your guys' question Ooh. live and everything. I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, I would need to get like the setup right and I have to figure out how to how to work all that together. But I think that would be very possible. Yeah. I don't think that would be super hard. Um, it would just have to be uh, done properly. So. Yeah. We'll see. We'll Keep see. Keep nagging him and it'll happen someday. <laughs> it'll happen someday. It'll it'll happen someday for sure. Um. Oh, I have I have a question. How is your New Year's resolution going? Or your New Year's word? Me, oh, mine? How for is love. That for love. <laughs> um, admittedly, I don't think I have had many opportunities to exercise that. Have you Have you shown yourself a little bit more? Um, to a certain person, yes, yes. Um, I, I mean, to yourself, but to a certain person, to that's nice. me when I look in the mirror, yes. yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, part of that and also like how I was saying, you know, exercising love and being more compassionate towards people that I don't know, especially strangers. Like for me, I'm trying to even do that out in public, specifically when I have Grimm. I have a really, really, really hard time when people touch him or distract him. Well, you you're know, not without, supposed to with a service dog. Right. And some like people just don't care. And like, that's really hard for me to not get upset because I, I mean he it's undone some of his training i mean he's actually going back to training for about five or six days mm -hmm. people doing that out in public has affected my service dog yeah. um but there is one lady she works um at our grocery store at like the self-check section mm -hmm. and i've gone to that grocery store for like two years and um every time she sees us she i let her get down on the floor with Graham and like hug him and stuff and like it even so this was yesterday Afterwards, for the first time in like two years of casually seeing her, every time I go to the grocery store, she hugs me and she says, I just want to let you know that I love you and your family, which I think she's only seen me with my mom, but she's like, you guys mean so much to me already. She's like, every time I see Grim and you let me pet him, it makes my day so much. Aww. And in that moment, I'm like, this is what I've been trying to That's do. Awesome. Right. It's like there's, there's certain people, especially someone like that who like I mean even on a first name basis with her mm -hmm. <laughs> which is kind of funny yeah. so just, I think like that was probably one of my biggest moments um I have been trying to open up my heart to other possibilities again like I said I was never still am not a very emotional person mm -hmm. don't really like affection very much mm -hmm. um but I'm working on it and I'm working through past trauma and also sure. just me being um like on the spectrum that's very 
come. And that's a journey. That. Yeah. And that's a journey. And that's a big kind of step for you to kind of like not commit, but to be more um, aware of like, yes, I want to be a more emotionally available right. person. Right. Um, and that's that's something that is that's awesome, though. That's Thank good. You. I'm what glad about you? you that. Well, for balance, um, <laughs> uh, I got kicked in the gonads a little bit for balance yeah. uh, uh, yesterday. So like my life is online. And I didn't realize how much my life is online. Mm-hmm. So life was like, you don't get your internet. So my ISP, my internet service provider, uh, um, it went down. It crashed. My internet just died suddenly one after, uh, yesterday afternoon. So if this episode comes up a little bit late on Friday, I apologize. That's the reason why I have the uh, technician coming out tomorrow to uh, get it fixed. Um, and... Uh, uh, yeah, so it's like, you don't get an internet. You don't get to go online. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll clean. <laughs> I guess I'll take care of myself. Yeah. And I spent pretty much until, probably until like 2 a.m. last night, mm-hmm. just cleaning and organizing and getting the house, you know, better than what it was. Um, and it, it ain't perfect, but it's definitely better than what it was. And I got to still kind of do a little bit more. But um, it kind of like showed me that balance is also organization. Mm-hmm. To be balanced is to be organized and to take care of your environment and to clean and um and not just like a work-life balance of like you know free time versus you know working time but also like being intentional with your uh with your days like Mm -hmm. I will go to bed at this time or like when I wake up I will do this you know if it's being um having a plan of action and following through with it so like I recently got a four-month planner it's up on my wall and like uh you and I went through that and just kind of just organized our thoughts of like what we're going to do the next next four months and I don't often do that like I don't like to plan ahead because it kind of worries me a little bit like I'm stuck to whereas I literally plan every single day of my life (laughs) make really (laughs) obsessive lists you are a list maker and you know that's maybe two different you know sides of the coin coming together with what we got going on with our projects and everything but um it does help. It mm-hmm. helps me, uh, you know, keeping an overarching list of to-dos of like, what do I got going next week? What do I have going on this week? Right. And, you know, it's like, okay, I if I know I have three things I got to get done, I better start now. It's like two in the afternoon. Well, now you need to schedule time for balance and rest now right. that you have these calendars. Exactly. And I think, um, I think I can do that. I think that's good. Uh, I think for balance, it's I'm learning what that means truly Mm -hmm. of like, you know, uh, also balance of being active versus downtime. So like I'm trying to be more active and uh, put more intention in what I do. So, so far so good. We'll keep you updated on that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monthly check-in. <laughs> I am failing miserably. Uh, <laughs> it's June. It's like, oh my gosh. I hate everything. Heck balance. <laughs> Solve world hunger. Tell no one. <laughs> so that reminded me of. Um, this uh, is from Hope. And I think this kind of, this is more, I think, for me, um, but it could be for both of us technically. So it's how do you deal with people's reactions when you accidentally unmask and they aren't neurospicy? <laughs> do you know that term? Neurospicy? Neurospicy. So it's like someone like me, you're on the autism spectrum. You have like it's someone who is a who's not typical. Okay. So neurodiverse. Sure. But neurospicy is the new <laughs> word for it. And it cracks me up every single time. Um I, it's not very, like, I'm very good at masking, especially in Mm. social situations. I kind of turn, like, my tone of my voice changes. I almost adopt, like, a customer service type of thing, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. when people stop me out in public or they're complimenting Graham. I go from, like, holding on to him with a straight face and they compliment my dog. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Like, it's just my reactions. It's like, oh my gosh, people. <laughs> oh no. But, um, I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm very prone sometimes to anxiety and panic attacks, which mm-hmm. interestingly enough are different things. I learned that, um, within the last couple of months that those are two completely different things. Um, and, uh, sometimes when people see those, you, there, there's either concern or confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been situations before um, being around in a group full of people, especially going to other people's houses, especially when there's a lot of people. It's really hard for me because right. being in a wheelchair, it you take up logically like you take up more room. Right. So it's your, not like your square footage is a little bit more than someone else. Right. So me saying that I feel in the way, it's not like oh, I'm such a burden, but it's just like lot like I take up more space, and because of that, people then are 
closer to me than I would like them to, you know, without them even paying attention. So there's been times before where I have started full on hyperventilating, having a panic attack and having to leave that situation, Mm -hmm. whether like for good or, um, like one time I had my, we were at my sister's house. I think it was maybe for a baby shower and her husband has a very, very large family and all of them were in the house. (laughs) And I was like sitting in this little corner and I was so overwhelmed. My mom had to take me outside. I had my anxiety medication. And so she took me outside down, down the street for a a walk while I was trying to gain my breath back, um, and take that medication and stuff. So, um, I don't think I've ever honestly met someone before that has reacted negatively towards that or like ever treated me different um you know especially after i had gone through like adhd autism diagnosis type Mm -hmm. stuff like that so um i just don't think i'm around people enough either too we will work on that i guess i guess we'll find out so stay tuned well you don't have like i mean you don't have any type of different diagnosis like that do you like adhd i've never been i've never gone underneath that to Mm -hmm. try to find that out um i'd be curious Mm -hmm. i feel like it um is the only one that i know of is depression yeah (laughs) but don't say that so confidently no me and you are uh like yep that's it i I know that one (laughs) hard working self-isolating people yes so i mean i've and I diagnosed learned, with depression, anxiety, the whole gambit. I learned recently gambit. that one of the best things for you is actually to get sun. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that doesn't help me. Nope. Our curtains are closed <laughs> all day long. <laughs> I'm like, I purposely put a blackout curtain the whole time. <laughs> me too. And one of the best things to help with depression is to actually go outside and get sun. Ugh. And I'm like... It's hot. Like, it, it is hot. <laughs> well, it, it can't, can't complain right now because they're in, in Arizona right now. It's actually very chill. But it sunshine does help. And I'm like... Okay. Be like plants. Well, you know, maybe we'll have an excuse to kind of then get um, you some targets and we can do some practice knife throwing oh and gosh, stuff. I love axe throwing. Oh, that's what I want to do for my birthday. I want to go axe throwing. All right. There you can do that. Yep. Let's do that. Because your birthday's in a couple weeks. Yep. All right. We'll axe go, throwing it is. We'll do that. Yep. Um, next question. Um, oh, will y'all do an episode on your tattoos and tattoos you want to get? I love getting to see more tattoo art. And that is from Liz the Dreamer. Ooh, you recently got one. <laughs> a new one. I sure did. Lucky. Uh, Ooh, it but hurt. Six hours in the chair. I'm not jealous of that. On my stomach. Yes. Six hours of getting a needle drilled into my stomach and all the way up into oh. your sternum. Yep. <gasps> yep. 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 That's that a hurt. good time. Well, okay. We. Uh, I only have a couple, but what are some of yours that you can re- easily show or talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have full sleeves. I have a full chest. Mm-hmm. I have my neck. I have my fingers. Now, this is over how long? <clears throat> Two years. <laughs> That's a lot in a short amount of time. Or like maybe, okay, maybe three, maybe three. <laughs> like my favorite ones. When I was a kid, one of my special interests is still and has always been Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. So I always knew that specifically I wanted this portrait of Athena mm-hmm. on my arm. Um, so this is kind of like my Greek mythology sleeve. So I have a pomegranate here for Persephone, a snake yeah. for Medusa. Right over here. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Pomegranate, snake. Um, Athena, and I kind of did like this Greek vase back here. Now, did it hurt? Like, where on your arm did it hurt the most? This. Right there? This inner ditch. Ooh. It was like your, being flayed alive right mm-hmm. here. I mean. Your elbow pit. I would rather get the, my elbow right here tattooed mm. so many times rather than ever have to feel that again. And even yeah. fingers weren't that bad. My ears didn't even feel those. Um, this one was actually my first tattoo. This moth in this verse, mm-hmm. I only had this. Mm-hmm. And then I, the next one I got was this flower and you are enough. Mm-hmm. And then I started filling it in and I did a lamp. I kind of like here. it how it evolves with how you kind of evolved. Yeah. Cause like you went from like your very stereotypical kind of like your little quotes and things like that to like. Boom, plants and chest <laughs> tattoos, neck tattoos, <laughs> finger tattoos. And then suddenly a sternum that took yeah. six hours. Well, like in my chest tattoo, it's two ravens. So mm-hmm. my black one was to cover up a words that I had here that I just blurred together. Yeah. And I got that on, I want to say my fourth sick anniversary. So mm-hmm. it was supposed to kind of be like a, ravens are mourning birds, M-O-U-R-N. Mm-hmm. So I was mourning 
myself and the life that I used to have before I was disabled. Mm -hmm. Then I did the white one to kind of go with it. And that fell into Norse mythology of Odin's ravens, um, Hugin and Munin. And I kind of incorporated that into some of my future Numina parable books. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this sparrow over here is actually on the cover of my book. Um, Finger tattoos, love them because I can't wear rings anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not a ring person either. I just, I, now my, my blood circulation is non-existent, so yeah. I can hardly, like I've worn rings for the podcast before, but I have to take them off as soon as I'm done. Cause mm-hmm. I start to lose feeling my fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a portrait of Sparrow on my leg. I have the Danish word for sisters on the top of my foot. And then, um, the one I just got on my sternum, there's a B, a little filigree piece right here. And then it is three women that I kind of based off of, um, the three fates from, Greek mythology, but mm-hmm. also in my book, Fate, Fortune, and Death. Mm-hmm. So, and then we'll be getting tattoos. Yes. I'm getting one around my knee, uh-huh. which is fun. And then I'm going to get um, Minthy. When our book comes out, I'm going to get Minthy on the front of my right shin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to get the second main character, or second, the main character of the second Numina Parable book on my left leg, where Sparrow is. That mm-hmm. leg is going to be my Numina Parable leg. This leg is going to be every other book I write. <laughs> so, I mean, there's going to be Minthy. There's going to be the character from that Western duology, the mm-hmm. uh, the character from the Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future, I'll probably get Corvid for a second book. I don't know who I'm going to do for the third book quite yet, but. I'm excited. I'm excited. That was your short version episode of uh, That was actually that a very question. much shorter condensed version. Let's do yours I have real quick. three. I only have three. So I got this first one here probably like uh, two years ago, and it's just like a bow and arrow, and it has an uh, elvish phrase or an elvish script uh, uh, in the world in there. I love um, uh, And this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's probably my favorite. This is actually from Caitlin Dutois, uh, who we'll be going to see uh, in March. Mm. Uh, we're getting our tattoos. Oh, I her, want her to do amazing. my portraits on my legs so bad. We can talk to her then. That's fine. <laughs> but um, this one is was my most recent one, and I'll talk about it in a second. This one is a from the video game Dead by Daylight. Uh, Dead by Daylight is a horror survivor game. Um, if you're familiar with it, then, you know, we, we suffer together. Uh, <laughs> through the pandemic, I met some of my best friends through that, some really good friends that we kind of just kind of, uh, um, through streaming and through video game playing, we played a lot of that during during the pandemic. And uh, we went to a convention. And um, uh, while we were at the convention, the convention itself was pretty kind of meh. Uh, and uh, I was like, hey, let's go get tattoos. And she was like, where? I'm like, I found a place. It's over here. It does walk-ins. And um, we walked in and got tattoos. <laughs> Can I interrupt? I have a intrusive thought. You told me to share those. Uh-huh. Um, if we, you know how you said that you've always wanted to do a con of your own? Yes. Can we have a tattoo booth of small little oh, flash absolutely. tattoos? It would be great. I would, I would, I would 100% get a tattoo at a convention. But like we could, especially if it's the Quincy's Tavern type thing, uh-huh. we would create a flash sheet of small little mini tattoos. So, I mean, it could be your bow and arrow. It could be like a scythe and like all <gasps> the ideas. So like what I want to do eventually, and this is kind of like what it started into. So this one was for fun, but it has still kind of that like almost fantasy kind of mm-hmm. uh, cryptic kind of feel to yeah. it. And I still like that. Um, it's the, it's the small game perk tattoo from dead by daylight. If for, if you want specifics, um, but this one from Caitlin, it is a very celestial moon like piece and it, it, in Elvish, it has the phrase, even the sun and moon take turns to shine. And that is uh, another, you know, I remembrance to rest also balance, mm-hmm. um, and everything. And what I want to eventually is like with yours, you have a Greek mythology kind of theme and your floral and everything. I want to go to where as Probably very cringe, this is to say, but I want to become Quincy, you know, like as a fantasy thing. So like I imagine Quincy as like in his apex of like as a character in this fictional world as someone who's very tattooed, like a very tattooed bartender who can be like um, who is, you know, I'm, I'm working on the built part. I'm working on the muscle <laughs> part, uh, but someone who is tattooed and it kind of like has like a lot of like, you know, these magical fantasy inscriptions and kind of sayings and quotes and things like that. And, you know, in a fantasy fictional way, like that's where his power comes from. It's like imbued from, from his character. That's kind of like where he gets his uh, magical abilities, um, which I thought would be really interesting is like, you know, in a, in a fantasy world that way, that's the only way you get, 
magic is by mixing your blood with the blood of other pe- other magical beings. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, say, like, your tattooed was made of dragon's blood or phoenix blood or whatever, and it had that kind of, like, alchemical compound to it, that's what would give you your abilities. Right. And so I thought that would be a very interesting storyline and kind of, like, thematic magic system uh, where, you know, like, you would have, you know, the good and evil and everything like that, but everyone was tattooed. Right. So that was, like, the common, that was the norm. So that is a fantasy story that I am working on. In the back of my mind, I got to write that down before I forget it. Um, we have it on video. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I, I want to eventually get, you know, full double sleeves and everything. I'm not sure about the chest or back or like that. We'll get to that eventually. Um, but ones that are very, you know, uh, fantasy, magic inspired, not really with any character in mind. I'm, I'm not a portrait person. Mm-hmm. I don't really kind of like faces or things that could easily distort or mm. look kind of weird in time. Um, I also am not a color tattoo person. I, I personally don't prefer color. Yeah. Um, I kind of like it to be the the darker, kind of just the, the stenciled on um, look, just because I feel like that looks very uniform and put together right. and nice. Classic. In my opinion, you know, I've seen a wonderful... Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> my, our artist that we're going to does gorgeous watercolor oh paintings. Watercolor anime aesthetic. She's awesome. Here's a picture of what it looks like here. But um, uh, yeah, it's just not my cup of tea. Right. Just not my preference. Um, but yeah, more tattoos soon. Uh, hopefully more. Um, every time I get one, I want a new one. Yep. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. But I, I, I'm with you there too. I want to get rings. I kind of want to get ones around my fingers too, because I like rings, but they just don't. Right. It just, it just bothers me. I've been thinking about thickening my lines a little bit so that they're a little bit more noticeable. And the only color I have on me is them and then also like get UV ink. (gasps) But how, well, I'm not in many situations where I'm around like a black light. But how cool it would be just to have that show up. Yeah. Like you just get it, you, you just get it as normal and you just have UV over top of it. That is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cause I, w- I want to do some other designs to fill out my hands a little bit. So I wonder. I mean, that would be cool to have UV. But I want to be able to see it. But you could add like a secret design under it. Like a, True. you know, that double kind mm-hmm. of 3D vision type thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I love the idea of like, if, if we do ever do a con, like I would love to have a tattoo artist there. Like, I think that's just one of the awesomest things. I see people who have been doing that at their weddings. Mm-hmm. They make little tiny flaps. <sighs> yeah. If I ever got married, man, you best believe that's, I would have one of those. I at least want to even go to a wedding that has one of those just selfishly because I want a tattoo. <laughs> but I think that's so cool. So if you have a wedding and you invite us there, you better have a tattoo artist. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, I like this one. I know you have a lot of things memorized. You have a really good memory for certain things like this. But what is your favorite quote? Oh, um, one of my favorite quotes is, um, I don't even know who it's by, though, which shows you how horrible my memory is. But it's a quote that basically says, the most successful people make other people a success. Oh, that's nice. I really like that one. And that's kind of like what kind of started me when I first started social media with Five Fingers SFX mm-hmm. of like pushing other people up, making right. sure that they feel, you know, they have a chance in spotlight kind of thing. And then, you know, th- the phrase that kind of goes along with it, the rising tides raise all ships. Mm. So like when we grow, we grow together. Right. Um, and that kind of idea of like... <clears throat> Make the most successful people make other people a success is kind of goes into Quincy a little bit too of like, you know, when you encourage others, rising tide raises all ships. Right. So it's like how cool it, it, it's, it's a nice place to be at the top. But again, like they say, the top is a very lonely place. Now, if you made it to the quote top with people that you have built up with you mm-hmm. or have helped other people build up, um, you'll never be lonely. Right. So kind of goes in a, in a nice circle like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, do you have any, like you surprised me, I think for the new year's episode, there was also something we were doing a mic check and you just started spouting off like this little short story. Do you have any like small kind of poem esque things that you've memorized that you Mm, like? Oh, poem esque things. No, I mean like there was one thing I did in high school where I, and what she's talking about is we were doing a mic check and, um, in high school I memorized this whole thing from John Bunyan, uh, or I think that's his name. There's a uh, comedian, uh, comedian John Bunyan who wrote a triune 
tale of diminutive swines, which is like yeah, this Shakespearean tale on the three little pigs of like, you know, it was a time not long past when the pigs and such were little numbering three, who of an age both entitled and inspired to seek out their fortune and set about to do so thusly. When they had traveled a distance, the pig numbered first spake, saying, Hearken, brethren, and heed thy tempestuous realm. Should we tarry long, separated from hearth and home, we will fare, I fear, not well. <laughs> and so being collectively agreed and individually impelled, the diminutive swine eats it about to build for himself an abode. The first piglet did from straw construct his home. The second piglet did likewise, though rather not from straw, but with sticks. Meanwhile, unique in his imaginings, the pig number three did erect as his refuge both stalwart and garish, a structure made of brick entirely. <laughs> and it just goes through this entire story. And I memorized the entire thing because I thought it would be fun just to quote that out and just pull that out for some reason. It which surprises I don't, me. <laughs> I don't have many opportunities to do so and neither do like social standings have call for such a time. Right. <laughs> but I have that in the back of my head for some odd reason. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's so, it's so like a random thing like compared to a song, right? Like yeah. there's so many weird um, like, uh, the Wild West song that, uh, Will Smith sang for whatever movie that was, like, it's such a weird, obscure song. I remember the lyrics to that, but it's so much easier because it's a song, uh -huh. whereas you just memorized some comedian <laughs> set. Like, that's so... <laughs> It's out of pocket and I love it's it. It's so out of pocket. It's like when someone pulls out a Rubik's cube or like sees a Rubik's cube and be like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Where did, why? I know. Why did you, where, why did you have the time to learn all that? Mm -hmm. How do you still remember all the combinations? <laughs> I know. It's like one of those things. If you got an out of pocket, really random skill that you can do, let us know in the comments below. Yes. Gleam. Grimmy, come Side. here. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, that song, the, uh, I'm trying to think of what movie it's from because I have a little poem that has been my all-time favorite. But now that we're kind of talking about out-of-pocket stuff, it's a movie, kind of like a Western-ish, but no, I don't think it was like a serious Western movie. I think it was like a, um, oh man, it was a while ago. I think it's early 2000s. Um, but it's like the wiki wow, wiki wow, wiki wow, wow west. Jim West, yeah. Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you ain't want not. I know this. West. Six guns of this, brother running this. Buffalo soldiers, like I told you. Any damsel I seen distress will be out of that dress before she meets Jim West. Something I've learned from my childhood. <laughs> and I like memorized that as a young, young person. Um, but I don't have this completely memorized. But there was always this line. I can read the whole thing. But my favorite line was that I love you as certain dark things are to be loved in secret between the shadow and the soul. Um, but this is a poem by Pablo Neruda. I don't, one of the things I never cared to learn was Roman numerals. Okay. Do you know, no, like, yes. Okay. Can you tell me what number poem that is? That's 20, uh, that's 17. Thank you. Like I said, X it was never, it was never a skill that I learned. X is 10, V is 5, I, I. Cool. Aye, aye, Captain. Um, so it's, I do not love you as if you were salt rose or topaz or the arrow of carnations the fire shoots off. I love you as certain dark things are meant to be loved and sacred between the shadow and soul. I love you as the plant that never blooms but carries itself in the light of hidden flowers. Thanks to your love, a certain solid fragrance risen from the earth lives darkly in my body. I love you without knowing how or when or from where. I love you straightforwardly without complexities or pride. So I love you because I know no other way than this. There, where I do not exist nor you so close that your hand on my chest is my hand so close that your eyes fall asleep as I fall asleep and the this specific part too like the I love you without knowing how or when or from where I love you straightforwardly that would make like the best wedding vows mm -hmm. ever but um yeah Pablo you can't steal it from that you gotta make it your own now well you can quote things <laughs> but Pablo Neruda he's probably one of my favorite that's cool poet writers that's yeah. cool I like that he's a Real, oh, so beautiful. Oh, real one. Real one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, some of these we've answered before. Um, what is something from Sierra A727? What is something that's inspired you to keep on going through rough or uncertain times? Hmm. Well, personally for me, it's my faith, but, um, Amen. <laughs> other, for, I mean, for other people, it's, 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 you know, motivation, it's, uh, ambition. It's sometimes doing it for yourself, sometimes doing it for other people, uh, doing it for your younger self. Mm. Um, that's a lot of motivation that other people kind of rely on too. But I mean, for me, my easy answer is my faith. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Um, this one is specifically for you. I think this is from Portia Mix. It says, for Quincy, what is your advice for finding creativity and inspiration for videos? Um, well, what, what's one of the phrases, and we're going to talk about this next week on just like storytelling and, and world building and, and writing in general and just kind of creative brainstorming. Um, but I think one of Stephen King's, uh, I think it's Stephen King's, um, one of his biggest tips to writing is to do two things. Go ahead. Come here. Is to do two things. It is to read a lot and write a lot. Mm -hmm. So like if you want to express creatively, you have to pour from an overflowing cup. Right. So if you like action movies, you will probably do a lot of action movies and you'll probably like watch a lot of action movies. You'll probably just like want to do like what's it like to do high adrenaline stuff if you like mystery movies you probably read a lot of mysteries you probably watch a lot of mysteries you probably like puzzles you probably just like encapsulate yourself with just that whole aura you experience it a lot so if you have something that you want to do creatively immerse yourself in it um uh yeah that's that's kind of for me like for me when i come up with videos and ideas it's like i i indulge in a lot of like um you know, high fantasy. So like video games, that's a high fantasy thing, you know, potion making. I play a lot of potion making games. Um, there's also kind of like a lot of stories that I read are like very fantasy based stories, like young adult fantasy novels. Um, a lot of the shows that I watch are often fantasy, you know, like The Witcher or I, you know, I um, I watched Game of Thrones with my sister and like we went through that whole thing. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, you know, I like my preference to movies and shows are often fantasy based. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, out of that abundance kind of comes comes from you know you get ideas you you everything's like there's nothing new under the sun right everything's kind of a, a little bit of everything else it's a like a little bit of a conglomeration of all things that you know you've experienced in your circle and then you put it all together and you give it to other people be like hey this is what i've experienced and i want to share with you and people will be like oh yeah that's cool and they'll take a little bit of that and do the you know same thing with them and you know regurgitate it out and it'll always be like an ever-flowing evolving process um but uh my biggest thing is if you want to create, you have to, you know, um, fill fill yourself with things that you enjoy and that you want to create from. I like that. Um, from the same person, this question is for me. It says, I have lupus and it's been a struggle adjusting advice on a po- positive outlook. Whew. So um, actually, like when I was going through all of my crazy testing um, with Mayo Clinic, I talked about this. I think in the second episode it was kind of about my health journey and like all my diagnoses and all of that. Um, and they had checked multiple times for lupus just because some of my symptoms matched it so largely. I mean, including the butterfly rash and stuff like that, which, um, was from mast cell instead of lupus, but being diagnosed as chronically ill and your life kind of almost feeling like it's crumbling and falling apart between your fingers, you know, and you're trying so hard to catch it, but you can't close your fingers no matter how hard you try. And it just keeps running through and running through like sand. It's really hard to find yourself after you've lost so many pieces and to Hmm. keep that positive outlook. Um, and like how you had said, you know, your, your faith. And that's always something that I, that's been my answer. People are like, well, you know, also grim. He also helps. Come here, bud despite being a butt when he's here, um, is, uh, you know, I've never had that moment of why God, like, why did you do this to me? I've never been angry about my situation. And, you know, that has a lot to do with the sadder kind of childhood I had, um, you know, watching my sister go through cancer and stuff. So I was almost like mentally prepared in a very strange way, Mm. but also I've never questioned it because of my faith and knowing like, God has a plan for everything. Right. So who am I to question why? And like, now look at me, Mm -hmm. I have would never be here. I would never have the career I have. I wouldn't have met the people that I have. I wouldn't have the opportunities had I not become disabled. And that Mm -hmm. is the weirdest thing to think about. And so I guess this goes with, um, Chloe Brown, 1019. It was, I heard you guys mention church before in podcasts. Are you fellow Christians too? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Non-denominational for me, but same. Yeah. Same. Um, again, putting people in a box. I don't, I don't, I feel like, Anyway, that's a whole other, co- that, that's another topic. But. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day for me, that's kind of what it chalks up to. But if for someone who is not of, you know, any kind of faith, um, 
trying to keep a positive outlook is really hard. So kind of my suggestion to you is find the things that make you happy and find the things that are worth not necessarily living for, but continuing, you know, the Mm -hmm. things that you look forward to in the morning that can help take your mind off of it in a way and make your day better. Like if you know that this part of your day is going to suck, like you have certain medical treatments you have to do or whatever, especially lupus is really tough. Find something positive within that day to hold on to. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's nothing wrong with being a little sad and down about certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end, you know, you just want to make sure that you are finding at least one thing that makes you that makes you happy, I guess. Like I had, I had said that exactly before it's, it's such a tough thing because I can't sit here and say that again, like I was saying all these opportunities and stuff. And I can't say that that's made me this super happy, positive, grateful person. Like I'm depressed and anxious Mm -hmm. and I'm on medication and that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And you know, but I've, I've kept going. And the reason why I keep so busy is because that gives me a reason to keep going. Mm -hmm. If I am always writing books, I always want to see them get published and I can't go anywhere unless they're all published. So Mm -hmm. keeping myself busy helps me keep going. And with that, I've made friends and would you say that you have maybe more in, in my mind with that happiness is based on happenstances, right? But joy goes through all that. Mm-hmm. So you have to find out what brings you joy. Right. I would say not necessarily what brings you happy. There's nothing wrong with being happy. Um, but happiness is based on happenstances. Mm. So if you are joyful and you find out what gives you a joy of like what gives you like you know that it's going to be okay after this storm. You know it's going to be good and brighter after this point. And that kind of gives you that hope and that gives you that drive and motivation to push forward. Right. So happiness is kind of like I'm enjoying life right now. You know, whatever comes next you know it it is what it is kind of thing Mm -hmm. but joy is like it sucks or like right now it could be great or right now it could be it could suck but what happens next is going to be better and it's you always looking forward to that next thing so what drives you to look forward to that next thing what drives you to look forward to keep on going um it could be doing it for again for yourself doing it for people that you care about do it for someone do it for um your your past self do it for past you who might not have had the chance to uh Whatever gives you that, you know, motivation to keep on going. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of a good tie in. This is from Calatana. Uh, Cali- um, you and Mackenzie both work incredibly hard. How do you avoid or recover or recover from burnout? Um, I think we're still trying to figure that out. We're trying to figure that out, I'll be honest with you. But you told me to stop. <laughs> Like yeah, you've you've been like yeah. you gotta stop. Yeah, you need to like take a break. Oh yeah, I watched um, you reach your limit, and it was a dangerous point to be in. You know, and sometimes you just have to be like, bro, <laughs> knock it off. <laughs> stop like you working. Need to, you need to take a break. Yeah. Um. And so I did for a little bit. I I, I did take like maybe a half week off. Uh. I still I I was planning on going for like uh, a week to you know go by myself off and go on a, a mini solo adventure but um the first couple of weeks of january was like hey you got stuff to do and i got i got to finish that up and i'm very grateful for the opportunities that are happening but um again balance uh working with it what we can uh recovering from burnout um i feel like that's different for everybody uh i feel like to allow yourself um to recover from burnout means that also taking care of your environment. Like self-care also means, uh, goes into not just, you know, taking a, a spa day kind of thing. It also is cleaning your room. It's doing, it's, you know, even doing your laundry, like getting into clean clothes, getting a shower. It's, um, uh, taking out your trash, you know, cleaning out your fridge, doing things that, you know, seem to be chores like and kind of be a bit mundane that actually can help with burnout because you are creating an environment and a space where you where it is mess free it is stress free and um if you can like create your area in a way that is healthy it helps with that you know recovery of creative juices Mm -hmm. because you're not worried about a bunch of other things yeah when i'm gonna sit down especially if i'm kind of in the midst of writing new book it helps me to have like my house clean and to light a candle Mm -hmm. and just to know that like and i there's nothing weird extra in my peripheral or anything like that it's just it's like you know everything's done yeah you know, you know, you don't have to like, you're not going to be waiting for the ding in the laundry. You know, you're not going to be waiting for the dishes right. to be done. Everything is just as it needs to be. And you're kept on top of it. And now you can do what you really wanted to do. Yeah. So. Um, I think we will do a couple more. I have one more that's probably like 
going to have somewhat of a lengthy answer and then just some really simple good questions sure. to answer. And then this one, it's an extra. So Sun Angel Cruz says, will you be doing a meet and greet in Arizona anytime this year? Um, this year? Oh, I mean, there's almost many chances for this year, possibly. Right. Like, I feel like... Especially with the book. Especially with the book. Um, we might see what we can do. I think there's a couple conventions here in Arizona that we might be able to see if we can kind of mm. uh, get in touch with. Um, I don't know. I know there are uh, Arizona Renaissance Fairs. Yep. And I think it's there's spring. some really fun ones that we could probably go see in, you know, February, March, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably not one where we'd be like, hey, come see us at this random location. It'd probably be like, hey, right. we're going to go out to like, you know, the Arizona Ren Fair and we'll be here this weekend kind of thing. If you want to come by, we'll see you there. It'd be cool also to do a, a signing at some point after April. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. Um, the... Bigger question. So Burning Ash Zero, where did you get the inspiration for your outfit? So we'll talk about Quincy and Fermenthe since she's a new addition. Oh, for Quincy, I wanted him to be dark toned. I wanted to have like that earthy tone. I wanted to be browns and blacks um, and to be that almost nondescript NPC. Just the very one like you would probably like overlook him kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want him to really stand out. But um, as he evolved slowly... Um, I wanted to give him a splash of color. So it was originally, I wanted it to be a red bandana to begin with because red is a very popping color, but it's also not super detractive like an orange or yellow or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, but so all I had at the time in older videos, you'll see that Quincy has a like camouflage bandana. Um, that's all I had. Then I eventually got a red bandana and I just kind of used that as a pop of color. I was kind of ha- at the idea of like, I would change his bandana color out per season, but I just kept the red one because it was that way. And it gave him a little bit of like an industrial artificer look Mm -hmm. so I wanted him to have that mad scientist kind of vibe to it as well as like this barkeeper because obviously if you make potions you're kind of throwing things together things explode so I was like okay give him goggles you know that has a little bit of a fantasy feel to it well you know the the bandana you know as like a gas mask or like a face mask kind of thing um also you know bandanas are good for like sweat and whatnot um and then just accessorize. I, I think accessories really add to a character. Uh, but I wanted to originally at the very beginning, I knew he wanted to, I wanted him to be a dark toned character. Like I wanted it to be like a dark fabrics and, and earthy tones. And so that's kind of like where I always go with it is either like beige or tan with a blacks, um, like a black vest uh, and everything, but then with one pop of color. And normally it kind of, it's kind of come down to where his color scheme is like gold, black, red, and brown. Yeah. Bronzy kind of yeah. bronzy brown. Very, very steampunk. Warm palette. Yes. A very warm palette. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. For, uh, when we were designing Minthy, so she was the character that I had kind of come up for, not only in the book, but for myself, especially knowing that I was going to be entering your world, we would be seen together a lot as co-authors, you know, and all the projects that we have in the future. So you had Quincy and I think we needed to build someone for me. Um, and being someone who loves Greek mythology, I created Minthy as a, a naiad, which in Greek mythology is essentially, if you think about it a little bit like a mermaid, but there mm-hmm. is a different spelling of Minthy and she is a naiad in the underworld. Um, so, you know, to kind of take some liberties and a twist on her and you'll learn a lot about her backstory in the book and like the letters that she writes to Quincy and stuff. And she's just a really, really interesting character. Um, but I think when it came to designing her at the time, I had my all blue hair. So I think we had kind of thought it would, that would be my good for a mm-hmm. signature color. Um, and I'm still going to add like clip in kind of blue pieces and stuff for, for different events and, and whatnot. And, uh, I think when you were over, we kind of just started going through Amazon and looking at like blue different corsets and stuff. And so the way that we ended up developing her is in a way you're, you're opposite. So mm-hmm. you're red and I'm blue. Mm-hmm. I'm blacks, grays and silvers where you're browns kind of golds and bronze mm-hmm. with some black as well. But I think our, our palettes are opposites yet. We still. It's an opposite complementary. Yeah. 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 And I think it's kind of like what we unintentionally, but I guess intentionally did is that we designed Minthy as Quincy's kind of like, you know, complement opposite. Yeah. This, the idea, I think, especially when you were kind of trying to educate me a little bit more about the world and the lore that you had created for yourself that you had in your mind, but not having posted on your stories in mm-hmm. TikTok, you know, we had kind of talked about uh, the maze and, and the gate for it and stuff like that. And so the way I had kind of thought into my mind is like guards standing on either side of the gate. So mm-hmm. you're of the 
top side, you know, the tavern and she's from the underground mm-hmm. in the maze. And I think just the idea of either of them being on the other side of the gate and just these two completely different worlds, I thought was really, really interesting. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's a pattern we've also continued too. I mean, with a couple of different characters of, mm-hmm. you know, characters being of land and sea and air and water and it's, it's a, it's a running theme yeah. with us in our world, which mm-hmm. I think is really, really interesting. It's fun. Um, and I think these are going to be some of our last ones, but they're like the really funny kind of stereotypical sure. 21 questions sure. and we'll be a little quick, but favorite novels, first ones. Oh gosh. Um, I love, uh, Brian Jacques, uh, Redwall. Um, I, I like, uh, C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters. I don't know if that counts as a novel, but it's a good one. Um, I really like, uh, uh, what's another one? What's another one? I'm looking at my library. <laughs> Daughter I, of I, I got to think of my library. <laughs> well, that one goes without saying. Uh, um, I really like Rick Riordan's, uh, I really like uh, the Percy Jackson series. I think that was a really good series. I just recently read it and it was a very good series. So I really enjoy that one. Um, I like how straightforward he is in his writing and just feels very storytelling, but also doesn't kind of, it doesn't make you feel like it, he dumbed it down for you. Right. So um, I think that was a really good one. But yeah, I, 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 I like classic fantasies too. Okay. Um, I think. So Erin Morgenstern, she's an amazing author. Her first book was The Night Circus. And then she released a book like 10 years later, another standalone called The Starless Sea. Some mm-hmm. of my favorite books. Um, uh, Margaret Rogerson, she did An Enchantment of Ravens. Great standalone book. And um, Holly Black, I think it's the Folk the Air series. So it's like The Cruel Prince and the following books. It's a trilogy. Um, definitely one of my favorite. And it's very reminiscent, kind of a daughter of the trolls. It's very fairy tale-esque but you know with that little twist it's the theme of the fae whereas Mm -hmm. the fairies in my world are a little bit different um but it still invokes that same type Mm -hmm. of feeling and uh i mean just because of my careers in young adult books i think a lot of them are kind of within that genre um i can't really think of anything else right now Pride and Prejudice is always a good, a good classic. I mean, I've never been one for love, but man, that, that book, the 2005 version with Kara Knightley, I, Mr. Darcy walking through that field in a foggy morning. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Gerard Butler's Phantom as well. So those kind of tie into the uh, classic novels, but I digress. Um, Favorite band or bands. Oh gosh. Or artists. I, I like locked di- I like a lot of different music um I think the most stuff I like is pop uh I have a very I have a very happy I have a very happy playlist I tell you um oh, where is my Spotify uh it's not on this phone unfortunate um I like Imagine Dragons uh I like stuff from like BTS I like stuff from Ed Sheeran I like stuff from Taylor Swift uh I like stuff from uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends. No. <laughs> um, I like very happy music. Mm. I like very peppy, kind of get out of your seat and kind of just like get stuff done kind of music. I like stuff that makes my dreary days sunny. I like my sunny days dreary. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean like uh, some lighter-ish music, um, hosier you're yeah, always I, like I saw him in concert um a few years ago for is it hosier or hosier i think it's hosier okay i could be wrong i like it i like that um, i like his stuff he sounds just like he does mm-hmm. um on a cd live um lumineers i really liked mm-hmm. especially when i was a little bit younger um their first album and their cleopatra album um i saw them in concert as well i also saw 21 pilots in concert i don't I like again like their blurry face album their their first album kind of thing they've changed quite a bit uh, but I'm very much the indie alternative kind of person You're indie alternative I like pop and country yeah I country. I, yeah Art, <laughs> like Arctic Monkeys kind of but like that's a little that's as hard as my music gets uh-huh. the rest is all very chill indie sure. kind of sad girl stuff uh-huh. um, favorite color purple black favorite animal fox don't know. Don't know. 
I, um, I've always struggled with this question. I mean, I don't want to be basic and say dogs, but you know what? Now that I think about it a lot, I think about three different times in all of my school years, I always picked to Panda. do a report on an ocelot. A what? An ocelot. It's like a wild cat oh, of sorts, kind okay. of. Yeah. I don't know. It's a very obscure animal. Oh, and I thought so, you were going to say like panda or raccoon. No, no. You don't want the forbidden cats? Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I've always had a hard time with that question. Um, favorite food? Potatoes. Of any kind? I mean, it's... Any formation? Well, yeah, I guess it, it can, can be, be whatever I want it to be. That's true. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, mine's probably popcorn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I literally have popcorn every single day. Mm -hmm. Every day. Mm -hmm. There are different flavors, but... <laughs> Like I have salt and vinegar Ooh, right now. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Barbecue. They're all vegan flavors. Truffle. Mm. Yeah. No, that's, uh, again, I'm chronically out. I don't really like food. Very much. <laughs> um, man, I, uh, I think that's it. I mean, there's a couple of questions technically that go into book stuff, but it would be more applicable to next week's episode. And then we'll save them for that then. Boom. So I guess this is where we will end today's uh, um, episode this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You guys had a lot of really good questions. I hope you enjoyed listening and just hanging out. I, I'm always so wonderfully surprised to hear the amazing feedback that you guys enjoy just hanging out with us every week. Um, you know, no matter what it is, you guys are amazing. You're awesome. Um, and we will, uh, see you guys next time. So wherever you are, be safe, be kind, and yeah, be safe out there. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Bye. Bye.